Welcome to Behind the Spotlight, a new kind of podcast where we have real deep conversations with entrepreneurs and celebrity visionaries who are making their potential possible. They are all ahead of their time and worthy of yours. In life, it all comes down to building powerful and long-lasting relationships in a thoughtful, authentic way. We all see the highlight reel of successful entrepreneurs, so I want to take you behind the spotlight and show you who they were before they figured it out, how they broke through the barriers and found their passion. So I'm Beth, a speaker, author, entrepreneur, and a magnetic business mentor. I'm a huge believer in the power of potential to catapult your life and your business forward. So now I want to learn more about successful entrepreneurs, what makes them tick, and what it took for them to get to today. My guests are well on their way to becoming the best in their industry. Let's explore the sometimes torturous, but always interesting paths their lives have taken. So join me as we explore stories of some of our favorite people leveraging their past to make their potential possible. We'll be bringing you personal revealing conversations on Behind the Spotlight. Today's guest on Behind the Spotlight is John Lee Dumas, the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. Do you know that he's an award-winning podcaster where he interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly, well, on fire? He also has 2,500 episodes, 1 million plus listens a month, and over seven figures of annual revenue. You know JLD is just getting started. So I wanted to find out more about the man behind the mission, what he does to keep healthy, keep sane, and keep his partner Kate happy. Listen in. John Lee, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much. I miss you. Give love to Kate from me. I miss your pool. Last time we were together at your house in Puerto Rico on this amazing mastermind weekend where I got to know you a little bit. So I'm really happy to be with you today. Well, Beth, I am fired up to be joining you. The sun is shining in Puerto Rico. The birds are singing. The pool is waiting for your return visit. So we'll see you soon. No, I definitely will come. So John, I did a little stalking of you to be ready to talk today. And what I really didn't understand about you was your health and wellness. Like I knew you did your ritual in the morning, but you spent a lot of time on yourself. I was just wondering where that came from, like where that started, what inspired you to really have a health and wellness piece of your lifestyle that means so much. I did not have a health and wellness piece to my life for the first three years of my business. And I thought that was okay because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do, focus all of my energy, all of my bandwidth, all of my time, on my business. But then things kind of started falling apart in the health department. And I was, you know, not feeling as energized as I typically did. I wasn't, you know, really kind of having that same optimistic outlook on everything. Like I I could just see different parts of my life just weren't really clicking like they seemed to be um, before this like one focus obsession on business. And that's when I realized that, man, you hear it all the time, but you don't really think that it applies to you about how, you know, it's important to have balance in life. And I finally did kind of have that realization that I need to have that balance in my life. And that was back in 2015, which was about three and a half years into my business. And that's when I said, you know what, it's time to hire a nutritionist, to hire a virtual trainer, to really dedicate um, a good portion of my day every day to my health, to my wellness, to my nutrition, to exercise, because I realized that I was not showing up for my audience, for Fire Nation, to the level that I could if I was really at my highest optimal health. And so I said, you know what? I do not need to spend 12 hours a day on business. You know, I can spend an hour or two on myself, 
and still have plenty of time to get what I need to get done business-wise to serve my audience, Fire Nation, at even a higher level in less the time. And that is absolutely, Beth, come through. Like now, you know, some, some days, and I'll say actually most days, I'm working three to four hours a day at the most um, because I've, you know, created schedules and systems and automations. But what it comes down to is that, like, I'm operating in a very close to optimal health level. Like, I'm, I'm not at optimal health, and I hope I never – feel like I get there because I always want to be striving for that. Right. But I mean, man, it feels good. So that's such a different answer than I thought you were going to give me, really, because of your army background. And I, from what I know about you, you're a really active kid. And thank you for your service. You gave us a lot thank of you. years. Um, but you were an active kid, you know, living in Maine, fresh air, then Providence, which is one of my favorite towns. And then the army, I really thought you were going to talk about how you were so active in the army and how to work out and had to be at certain level of health for that as well. Were you like, I just wasn't like there. Yeah. I just wasn't there um, mentally when I was in the military, as right. far as like, I'm going to use this time to, you know, get into optimal health. <laughs> you know, for me, it was like, I'm in my, my young twenties. I, you know, I can eat Wendy's four or five days a week and still, you know, be in pretty good shape in which, you know, today I, I could never, I could never get away with that today, but I could get away with it then. Um, but, you know, back then it was kind of like, let me just do whatever I need to do to stay in, you know, decent shape, but let's not go overboard. Let's focus more on fun. But you, you are right. Like back when I was growing up in Maine, you know, my parents were just very sports focused. They're like, listen, you're either going to play sports or you're going to get a job. And like, I did not want to get a job. So I was like, let's play sports. So I actually was a three sport athlete growing up. Like I was actually, you know, voted most athletic of my high school. So like I was really big in soccer, basketball. And then, you know, I kind of mixed up my fall sports between like track. I actually did four different fall sports in four years, track, tennis, baseball, um, and then some other sport I can't remember now, <laughs> but, um, no lacrosse. Uh, did I say baseball? Yeah, not, I never played lacrosse. Um, that was actually a sport that I feel like I would have loved, yeah, but I was a little too, um, I'm a little too, I guess, old is a better way of putting it because when I was growing up, there was only a couple high schools near me that even had lacrosse. Like my high school did not have lacrosse. There was a couple schools like, uh, Cape Elizabeth and Kenny Bunk that had lacrosse. And they had to go and like play private schools, you know, probably more like in the Jersey area where lacrosse yeah. was just bigger you know, back then. Yeah. My husband played in high school. So it was down here in Jersey. It might not have been up there in Maine, but it was definitely down here. But now it is. Now it's everywhere. And it my is now. And um, looking to play in college. So we're in the middle of the recruiting with lacrosse. And I was a very cool. Well, and I was a cheerleader. I did in high school too. I did all that stuff. But, you know. I, Providence has a good lacrosse team. They do. It's on our list. <laughs> We visited. Oh, cool. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, but you know, going from Maine to Providence wasn't that much of a difference, or was it? I mean, you know, it's a small town, but did you feel like it was that much of a difference for you? It, it wasn't a huge difference because, you know, growing up in southern Maine, I was in Boston all the time, yeah. which is a pretty big city comparatively. And, and Providence is a very small city. Like, you can barely call yeah. it a city. And it was, it actually had just come through this uh, renaissance. And so it was actually very beautiful. They had just built a mall down there. They had just redone this beautiful canal that goes through the middle of the city. And there's some great oh, Italian great. restaurants up there on Federal Hill, which are amazing. And oh, yeah, they have those little scooters. I went all around town. Yeah. Scooter. But so if I met <laughs> John Lee as like a sophomore in college, who was that guy? What was he like? 
That guy was really focused on how can I have the most fun possible? That was my focus. I want to do as little as I can do work-wise, army-wise, because of course I was a cadet, so I had to do some army stuff in in college. And um, school-wise, how can I how can I do as little there to get by? You know, I want to get by, um, but I want to spend all my time playing intramural sports, hanging out with friends, going out at nights. Like that was my hundred percent priority. And frankly, I'm glad it was. You know, I think there's a time and a place for everything. I have the rest of my life, you know, to work hard and to enjoy the fruits of my labor. And I'm glad that you know when I was in my uh, late teens, early twenties, when I literally had no responsibilities. Like, you know, obviously I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any mortgages. I didn't have any bills. (laughs) It was just me. I really took advantage of it. Oh, I did too. I went to school in upstate New York and I was in TV. I, I interned in LA. I had the best time when I wasn't paying the bills. But now that I'm paying the bills, I'm trying to leverage everything that I learned and everything that I took in when I was in college and before college and try to use that, you know, to progress further in success now. Is there, is there something that you can pinpoint from when you were younger that has helped you or a habit that you still use to really help you today? I'd say one thing that I really did recognize, um, and this was kind of during my time as a cadet um, in college, but it specifically spilled over and was really uh, made obvious to me my first year in the army. And that's something called on the job training, where it's just like, listen, you don't know how to do this. Like you don't know how to drive a tank. Like you don't know how to do X or Y or Z, but get on that tank and figure it out on the job training, like learn from others who have been there before you, like just figure it out. Like you don't need to like study a manual for six hours to like figure out how to pull a button. It's like, no, like (laughs) go there and learn from somebody else who knows how to pull that button just by like monkey see monkey do. And like that really helped me throughout, you know, the rest of my twenties and into my early thirties when I launched entrepreneurs on fire, because I realized that, you know what? I just need to find somebody who's done this. Like, I don't need to go take a class on podcasting or get, you know, my graduate degree in communications. I don't need to do those things. I just need to find somebody who's one chapter ahead of me, who launched a podcast six months ago, a year ago, and is currently having success and then find out through them how they did it. And that's when I hired, you know, my first mentor, Jamie Masters. She had a great podcast called The Eventual Millionaire and she was my first ever mentor. And it was the right absolute thing to do to get that on the job training. And that's really things that I learned at, you know, at a young age. You know, I, not only did you learn online job training, but you were like, I'm just going to do it. And that's really a lot of what I feel from you and what you put out into your audience and your brand. You're like, just try, just do it. Take a deep breath and go with it. Not everybody can do that. Very funny. The other day, I have 16 and 18 year old boys. The little one saying, can you shave my head, but just here? And the other one says, yes. And I'm like, no. Like, are you crazy? What do you guys? They went outside. They laughed the whole time. It looked horrible. <laughs> but, but my 18 year old was like, I'll do it. And that's how they really approach life. And I think that's part of your message also is like, just try, just do it. I love how you give so much information to your entrepreneurs to get through. And I've been through some of your courses and I have the Freedom Journal and I, you know, I've been following you guys for a while. So I'd love to learn some more lessons from you. You know, what we could use um, to be seen, to really be noticed. Maybe three tips. 
Yeah, I'll give three tips. And this is actually um, straight from my journal that followed the Freedom Journal, which I actually consider as my best work ever. And that's the Mastery Journal. I mean, oh, I really just poured myself into that thing. It's my best work ever. I, I just truly believe it's, it's amazing for what it is. And it does have really three core focuses. And that those, those core focuses are number one, productivity, number two, discipline, and then number three, my favorite word slash acronym, focus. Like those are my three, my three tenets. So number one, like one thing I, I've just recognized that successful entrepreneurs, they all have is they're productive, but a lot of people get the word productive wrong. And I'm sure, you know, you probably Beth are walking down the streets and you're like, you're bumping into, you know, one of your friends, you're like, Oh my God, how are you doing? And they're like, I am so busy. Like I'm so busy. I'm doing this and this and this and this. And in their mind, they're saying that they're busy, but they're also saying, but like, I'm also like so productive, like I'm getting all these things done. But that's the problem is like most people, most people produce the wrong content. So they're so busy, they think they're so productive, but they're spending their time producing the wrong thing. So successful entrepreneurs are productive in the right areas. They are producing the right content. That's so key. Wow, that's really powerful. Number two is discipline. You know, frankly, so few people have discipline to, to be able to actually get up and do what it takes to, you know, get one step closer to your goal. And so discipline for me is being a disciple to a plan of action. So actually having a plan of action and then right. being a disciple to follow that plan until it's complete. Like that's what being disciplined is. That's what the top 1% of entrepreneurs do. They're productive, producing the right content. They're disciplined. They're dis a disciple to a plan of action. And then number three, they are focused. And Beth, quiz time, what is the acronym for focus? Don't ask me. It was 5.30 this morning when I read it. So you have to Follow one course, course. until yes. success. Right. Focus. Don't follow every course until success follow one course until success. So if you have those three traits locked down as an entrepreneur and at least not mastered yet because you haven't done the mastery journal, but at least at the top of your mind, you will take that step forward every single day because you'll be producing the right content. You'll be disciplined, disciple to that plan of action and you'll be focused so you're not overwhelmed and scatterbrained like so many people are. And I'm sure Beth, you've heard me say this before too because it's so true. There's so many entrepreneurs that just go one mile wide and one inch deep with all these like little ideas that they have and they make no impact. The ones that win have one idea and they go one mile, they go one inch wide and one mile deep. Those people win because they end up being best in show because this is the thing that people don't realize. When I launched Entrepreneurs on Fire in 2012, it was the best daily podcast in the world that interviewed entrepreneurs. Right. It was also the worst. It was the, the only, only right. daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. How can you, people that are watching Beth and I right now, be the only? Like, that's where you start to win. Well, I appreciate all of that. I'm working on the discipline. We have, you know, my... My kids leave in two years and I feel like it'll be easier to do that because they need me a little bit right now. And to be honest, I want them to need me a little bit right now because they're leaving. But everything you're saying, I've been working on, I'm changing what I'm doing a little bit. I definitely, the focus is different and it's definitely one course. When I read that, that really had a big impact on me because as oh. a solopreneur, a lot of the time you're like, um, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right place? Maybe, I, you know, and then you get an email, email list, sales fund, like 
you know, all that stuff. And I was like, blinders. Oh, I'm yes. just here. Total blinders. Well, John, I think everyone knows where to find you, but can you tell us where to find you? All the magic happens at <laughs> eofire.com. We have a ton of great free courses there. Um, so definitely check those out. And plus my podcast is Entrepreneurs on Fire. Entrepreneurs on Fire. But can you mention your daily, your other daily, your health one? Because I loved it. I did it this morning and I really loved it. It's called The Daily Refresh. And every morning it's about a quote, it's about gratitude, and it's about guided breathing. Um, quick side note, I was just actually reached out to by Spotify and they are featuring that podcast on a very small rotating daily feature. So um, it's, it's really blown up. It's been great to see. Well, congratulations. And I can't wait to see what's the next chapter for you. And everybody go get your mastery journal and, Absolutely. Uh, and follow me on fire and watch for the next episode with Beth behind the spot. Thanks, Beth. <laughs>